Hi, and welcome to another episode of Walleye Chronicles, where I find each and every one of you, drag you in here, and sit you down and talk to you about how you grew up fishing, how it's changed your life, and how it has impacted your future life. Today, I have a bass guy on. That's right, we have a bass guy in here today. He also fishes other things, but today, uh, bringing in Jason Kowalski. How are you doing today? Very good. How are you doing? Not too bad. So tell me about your a young life fishing. What's your first memory of fishing? Uh, first fish I believe I ever caught was a crappie in Menominee Park, right over by what do we call it, Monkey Island? Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the on the on the dock there with my dad, and that was a lot of my earliest experiences were just like worm and bobber fishing with him. He yep. wasn't a very serious fisherman. <laughs> my grandpa was. He's unfortunately gone now, and uh, he was an extremely avid everyday fisherman, and so a lot of my best memories are of him taking me out on the wolf river during the white bass run when you know you're a little kid and now you're pulling them out every cast which is obviously awesome right um but i wasn't that serious then either and then you know he was gone before i was 18 and so most of my youth fishing was not that serious a lot of worm and bobber fishing catch what you catch sort of stuff and then it really wasn't until i was a full adult and maybe like maybe even my late 20s, that I started to, uh, me and my dad started to take these trips up to the Boundary Waters and go okay. canoe, we'd Ooh. go canoeing in there early June specifically to go after like top water smallmouth. Yep. And, and even then, I could do that if they were, at that time of year, if they were cooperating. And uh, then I started to come back and try to apply that same knowledge around here. Mm-hmm with limited success and then just kind of slowly and not for any particular reason started to get like more and more seriously into it started to really like research study try to find other people to give me tips and then over say the last like five years i've just been getting increasingly serious about it um i've noticed (laughs) yeah with a lot of a lot of hit and miss success like we were just talking about you know it's a a little bit difficult in our system there's not a lot of bass guys not as many as there are like i think there is but you i think you guys are different like you guys kind of hide in the shadows you hide away from us walleye guys maybe i don't know you know i'm so i'm so jealous because i go on that like lake winnebago junkies (laughs) and all the walleye guys are like yeah i'm out in in 15 feet of water with a chartreuse thing at two miles an hour and 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 you guys are trading like very specific useful information you should start a bass junkies I did. I, did. I tried to. I, I tried to. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if there was enough of us in in Winnebago to get something big going, but I tried to start a Facebook like Wisconsin smallmouth because I'm on all the Facebook smallmouth yep. and, and bass fishing pages. But um, I was trying to coordinate with people with like more local knowledge because yeah. Wisconsin's big, mm-hmm. and Winnebago system can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what what guys are doing in the rest of the country is sometimes useful, or even yep. in other places. Wisconsin are so different that's sometimes useful. So I've been trying to coordinate with more people that are like really right. local. Yeah, and there's a lot of bass tournaments here now. There's a lot of bass. Well, it's getting it's getting it's getting bigger. It's getting better. Um, you know, I think Winnebago has quietly be, been becoming a better and better bass fishery uh you know the uh zebra mussels came in yep. cleaned everything up quite a quite a bit which i think helped next it's, we're gonna get round gobies right and, yeah, I mean, uh, it's clean this it's gonna keep cleaning up and, and weeds are gonna be 
There's going to be a lot of weeds in this lake in 10, 15 years. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it changes, I guess. You know, right. and of course, there's a lot of uh, maybe debate or controversy, or whatever, over these invasive species, whether yep. they be the zebra mussels or I was just talking about the round gobies yep. there. Um, I read other things that about uh, where they've come into other parts of the Great Lakes yep. where you know people have mixed opinions yeah, right. it seems at least for smallmouth fishing which is mostly what i'm after seems to be mostly positive <laughs> i mean it does help it would help it, it does help their their environment for for you um and the walleye guys seem like they debate too you know it wasn't i think we would want the gobies i think we would take the gobies tomorrow right i'm not sure think, i'm not sure what the uh argument against them is i know they're trying to stop them from getting in which... i think because they would take over i think it's um a perch thing and um, and they would feed on that kind of stuff oh, okay because they're really aggressive and but maybe we wouldn't take them i don't know i mean we definitely would take alewife and stuff like that but um i don't think i don't think any bagel people would want the water to keep clearing up i think it's kind of freaking people out i mean really i mean you think about it, you have to change all your colors i mean you're going from a dark dark color like a coffee like to or you know i mean i in the spring or not springtime but i think it was uh may i was at a spot and i was 12 feet down i could see right it's not not normal you pull up on a reef right. and you can see the reef yeah. right <laughs> yeah i don't know i i think it's gonna help me but even seems like even the walleye guys debate you know again paying attention to some of the local facebook page stuff yeah. uh because you know it was real clear right up until we had that algae bloom yep and then um and then and then it's and then I'm just doing some casual reading. It seemed like half the guys were like, "Yes, the water is yep. dark again," and the other guys are posting pictures of walleyes they caught, and they're yep. like, "We'll take the clear water." Right. So I don't know. It doesn't yeah, seem I mean, like there's a consensus. Well, the thing about bago and and walleye fishing is you can do pretty much everything. You can do if you can pick it. You know, uh, if it's trolling, casting me, I've been using bass lures like crazy lately for for walleye. So I think there's so many different techniques that you can find one, and it's the people that are having problems. Adjust clear water they need to adjust and that's not necessarily their grandpa's lake anymore it's right it's turning it's it's changing right sure so i think that's kind of where that that comes in but yeah you bass guys are coming more and more of you and i i catch a lot more bass than i did say five years ago really i mean there's not a day where i don't go by fishing and i don't catch one or two bass okay and it's not like i'm even trolling if i'm you know trolling off i'm you're on rocks but you know, you're trolling rocks i'm still catching them like crazy i was up pre-fishing a tournament a few weeks ago or a month ago now i guess up by manasha and we probably caught 25 bass and i'm like shabby this is nuts I mean, if i should be in the bass tournament you know but if i do that then i won't catch anything yeah no doubt yeah no doubt yeah like when a bag for bass has been tough for me i actually don't fish it very much at all anymore really? i go into the river mm, okay the 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 river uh you know fox river from little butte up is infinitely easier it's not even close it's not even close i only like discovered it about this time last year because i did good on bass all the way through like the post spawn i guess but then like the month of july was just a struggle and then somebody well i did i got involved with the fox valley bass club yep just a little bit and they turned me on onto the river and immediately we started going there and just now it's not unusual me and i fish ma mainly with one one guy um and we might go out and catch 50 fish in the morning you know nice. i've never touched that on bagel arguably i don't know they're, they're they probably get a little bit bigger on the big so. lake yeah 
but I still catch some really nice ones out of the river and it's just nice not to struggle. Right. We've been thinking about going back out there. Like now we're always looking at each other. Like, well, what do you think? Do you want to go to the river and catch 50 fish? Or do you want to like go out to the lake and, and, and maybe get some big, nice ones and maybe just like run right. around in circles all day. Right. And there's some nice fish out there. I think uh, this last year I've put one in the boat that was 19 and one that was 20. Okay. So that's a, not a terrible day. I mean, no. I wasn't fishing for them, obviously. Well, but, even yeah. But it's like, whoa! I didn't know that that's what's out there. You know, it's you know them. I always wonder because again, there's not a whole lot of us. You know, there's there's mostly the the bass club guys. They don't do a lot of posting stuff, or if they do, I don't know where. There's one older gentleman. Uh, you probably know Brian Fallon. Yep. Brian Fallon is the most yep. uh, consistent and the <laughs> most prolific. And uh, so I pay attention and he's like my barometer because he posts every day. So I'm like, Pretty is much. Brian catching anything? Is it worth going out today? Right. No. Um, you know, so he gives me some in indication. And then this other guy started to coordinate with, he caught a, he caught, or actually it was his friend but in his boat, caught almost a five pounder on, Butamore the other day wow. and i was like okay that's another lake that i've had good days yep. i've had days that i just couldn't put anything yeah, together I spent most of my time i haven't actually fished a lot this year on bagel most of my time is the river up to winnegani starting at oshkosh all the way up the, so butamore and all the way through there it's kind of where i that's kind of where my stop go into the been. into the wolf or into the fox no i just up the fox up to uh like winnegani oh oh, I, oh I see what you're saying I oshkosh saying. um oshkosh the railroad bridge up to to the bridge of winnegani is pretty much where i spend most of my time okay so yeah i don't interesting. know why i just i think you just kind of you get you know like you said you find areas that you're catching a lot of fish at and you kind of just stick with those areas and bang those areas away and right and you put them away and maybe it's not there next year but you have that for the future and you work on new areas i always try to find a new spot or new technique or new area i want to try it's nice to year. push yourself you know lately frankly i've been feeling like lazy about constantly going to my like kind of the same stretch of the river <laughs> where i know i'm gonna do pretty good most days yeah. um you know, but then at a certain point, I feel like I'm not pushing my skills yep. and stuff like that. To me, uh, the apex fisherman is not really the one that's just got a bunch of honey holes that he knows will produce. Yep. It's really more the guy that can go out into unfamiliar water, take a look around yep. and figure out what's going on. <laughs> For sure. You know? yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm trying trying to do. So we forced ourselves to go to Green Lake the other day, mm. caught like four fish. You know, that's a big lake and very different. Lake. That's actually my, uh, I grew up there. I oh, grew up over okay. in Berlin. So we fished Green Lake a ton. And that is definitely a different body of water. Yeah, that was a little bit of, that was a little bit of a struggle. It'd be interesting to go there. You know, this time of year, I think anywhere is going to be kind of yep. the toughest you know, so I'll, I'll be interested to go back back over there either in the spring or in the fall when it's, you know, traditionally a little bit easier. Um, but I was really happy. We I, I went up to Eagle River to Carpenter Lake uh, over the 4th of July weekend. It was a body water I'd never seen. Like I had a, an idea from a topo yep. map what was going on there, and I didn't have a boat. I spent the whole weekend just waiting around. <laughs> um, actually, just started to get back into pan fishing, which I've had yep. a lot of fun doing. So I was catching some slab gills and caught a bunch of big largemouth. That was, I had a lot of fun doing right. that. I was very happy with myself because I did steadily better and better up until the last day. The last morning is when I like really put a hurting on. I'm on a, got on a tube bite on a corner and i was very very happy with that and then uh we went up to door county 
um this last saturday and caught some big fish very happy about that too so so what's your favorite lure what's your favorite lure to use for bass fishing right now uh swim bait it's like a three inch paddle tail swim bait uh chartreuse head and I don't know that Kaitech Easy Shiner is pretty hard to beat, <laughs> as is the Kaitech Fat Swing Impact, but they are fragile. Uh, so I've been fishing more and more Z-Man products because they last forever. Yep. You know, I don't know. So I I I, I debate. I I really uh, outfished my two buddies on Saturday, and they were using very similar baits, but I was on the Kaitech in a smallmouth magic on a chartreuse head. And, my buddy was using a rage swimmer that was almost identical. And I don't know. Hard to say if that's what made the difference, right? Or could have been right. Yeah, you know, real uh, uh, retrieve speed yeah, and yep. how long I'm letting it sink and some of these other things. I don't know. No, I fish. I'll braid the leader, yep. and none of my none of the people that fish with me will will do it. They won't learn how to tie the connection knot. That is, I to me, I think that's one of the uh, a big step for fishermen to take is to learn those knots and to learn to get in that leader to learn to go it's hard to say because you know i actually have, I have two main guys now that fish with me both of them are just fishing straight braid i would still say i consistently outfish them it's yep. hard to say if that's what's making yep. the difference but it gives me so much more confidence right. especially in clear water yep. Yep. you know but yeah, well, uh, in, in the walleye world i feel like it's all, i mean you can catch fish without without it but generally i feel like i can't I have no confidence if I don't have well, it and and confidence to me is 90 percent of, my, of well, my brain it sounds so silly to people that don't fish much I'll yep. take people out and be talking about oh, I'm just not feeling confident about right. this and like the, the to people that don't fish or that or that grew up just you know worm and bobber fishing yep. what bites bites uh, it's hard for them to understand what um a difference that makes when yep. you just feel confident that your lines are tight your setup is mm -hmm. clean you're you're you got confidence in your right. baits and i yep. and you know because you have lures that you keep on no matter what you could be out today fishing you change your lures two three times but by the time you go back the next time you'll have probably the same one or two lures back on your pole to start the next day with and that's how uh, that's, that's how i am yeah you know, small small swim baits and ned rigs yep. if i only had if i only had if i only had one that would be tough but if i if i had two it would be those two now i've got something to work like the bottom bottom yep. mm -hmm. something that i can work anywhere in the column ned rig's so pretty I'm, awesome i have to say ned rig well awesome. they're so nice i preach it all the time especially to newer people but really to anybody because it's so cheap and it's so easy you can take any little kid out there and yep. and tie it on and you, you almost can't do it wrong and they might catch a really big fish yep. i'm actually gonna take my uh uh my our kind of fa family friend's daughter um she we go to a lot of these functions with these folks and if it's anywhere near a body of water right. like i'm over there and she started <laughs> to like seem interested and yep. like she caught a nice smallie her like the 15 minutes after i taught her how to cast on right. on the river at one of these functions and then it was her birthday recently so i was like well I'll check it out i'll come up the, she lives up in this area i was like i'll come up there i'll bring my boat like we'll go into the river at the right time like yep. we'll catch a bunch of fish so i'm gonna take her and her friend out tonight cool. and i love putting little kids on fish right she's not that little maybe she's 13 or 14 i don't know but 
but little fun. little little kids anyone we were we were up at this fourth of july thing and it was it was thick with bluegills so all there was a lot of kids there all yep. these kids are ganking out bluegills and you know a lot of them are four inches long yep. but they don't care it doesn't matter to them and uh so i so i love that and yeah it's just nice to have nice to have easy reliable cheap techniques you don't yep. need to spend a lot of money or mm-hmm. anything like that you can do really good from shore you don't need a boat right I did you do, so. You do a ton of shore oh fishing. god! I did so good from shore last year. I thought I should probably just sell this boat. You know, and you, I have to say, you take the best solo photos. I'm getting better. The art, the <laughs> art are, of getting. They are really. I mean, they are great photos that you take by, the, just by yourself. Obviously, the, the art of getting those photos is a whole like art. Do you do it on video itself. and just take off the video? Sometimes that's what I do. Sometimes. Um, Sometimes I know I take more photos. More the, the GoPro has been the most reliable because okay. I can set it up on a thing. GoPro take photo. Yep. It takes it takes a picture. Oh, that way. Mm, yeah, I, I talk to it. Talk I talk feature. to it. Ah. I've gone through a bunch of different things. Uh, uh, so, cell phones are nice. I can set a timer, but of course that fish wants to like twist or flop yep. as soon as I do something. So that's and the video. I feel I get good photos with just the video turn on and pop there but you don't get the same quality as a picture no you like. don't and and i've been yeah well i've been i've been uh and then i'm i'm actually something of an amateur photographer just generally like i've mm-hmm. got a night i've got a nice sony things like that that one's hard to set up solo because i have to make some sort of compromise between like i'm not trying to kill this fish getting a nice photo that's true i need to be able to take this i need to be able to take this picture mm-hmm. get a good get that fi- fish back in the water you know i've you i'm usually fishing with other people but uh uh, I don't trust anybody else to take photos. Sometimes I'll let him try. My main, my main guy, Jeremy, he's getting pretty good. But you know, stick that camera in anybody else's hands, and pretty soon, why, why did you cut off the fish's tail? Right. Why did you cut off my ear? You yeah, know, right. didn't you, didn't you look through the viewfinder at all? Right. You know, so, so uh, yeah, I was only pretty happy with some of the pictures I came up with with the big fish from last weekend. I was, they could have been, they could have been better. But to um, me, it's a, a good picture, man. As, as as equal as a good net man. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. You have to have both, but no, the GoPro has been the most reliable. Taking, taking, taking uh, stuff in raw, uh, mm. if, if you're familiar. Yep. Getting the raw footage, and I only recently understood how to actually take advantage of having taken it in the raw. Yep. I did not understand that you need to use the type of photo editor that can actually take advantage of that yep. raw footage. Fortunately, one of my best friends is like a professional photographer, videographer. He helped me figure this out the other day. We came away last weekend with some pictures that were way overexposed i was devastated and we saved them easily once i understood so i will will never take a picture again that is not in the (laughs) raw format ever because you can get away with murder Mm -hmm. you you really can so that was a big big deal but um yeah i was just asking you know tanner tanner jacobson uh is another guy in the area that consistently puts up some really good pictures and i was asking him the other day like how are you doing that because Right. His are very consistently good yeah. pictures. And that's why, guys, we don't like to share a lot of times where we're at. So we don't, you know, we got to go, you know, move someplace else. And a lot of times they don't, the pictures never see the, the light of day. I yeah. Mean, a lot of, a lot of stuff never, you know, if it's tournament week or whatever, they never see the light of day. And I, sometimes I'll move someplace else to take a picture, but generally they just yeah. never see the light of day. They're just, you know, pass between us. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. For the full version of this podcast, check out Fix TV. And remember, follow me on the talk 
at Smiling Fish, and everywhere else at Matt Snell.